welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow and I believe that we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours and light it up, not only do you light up inside and that feels amazing, but you light up the world around you and allow others to feel that amazing too. What a great gift to give, not just to yourself, but to the people around you. The Spark to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you a little inspiration, a little bit of insight and to bring you a little positivity into your day. So welcome to this episode for young people and of course the young at heart. Uh, Last week you heard about my upside down adventures. Can you do a handstand? Did you try it? Did you cartwheel too? (laughs) I bet there's some of you out there that were trying back flip and somersaults and all sorts of things go you or did you set yourself a different goal what was the goal that you set yourself to achieve in the next 30 to 60 days if you didn't share that with me yet I would love to hear from you so as always do share either at tj at backontractteens.com or hop over to the website www.backontractteens.com and put your comments there in the blog pages. Well, today, my exercise was a little bit more civilised than being upside down. I took a little stroll along the lane and onto the common. Bless that within just a few minutes I can be in lovely surroundings, lovely countryside, what a great gift. So I'm moseying along, enjoying the sunshine, enjoying the fresh air, enjoying being out and taking in as much as I could. It just seems like ages since I got out for a walk and I just wanted to notice everything around me, how nature is changing. Yes, I am a geek like that. I purposefully checked out the trees, squelched in the mud, got a squelch in the mud, got to get some new wellies. I've had my wellies, they're gorgeous wellies, they're blue with big bright spots all over them. I've had them a long time though and I did notice today when I put on my wellies, oh no, (laughs) they've perished and they are not waterproof very much further above the ankle as the rubber has split and it would let the water in but still good enough today for squelching in the mud there's something really satisfying is there not about squelching in the mud but you do have to have the right footwear for it of course and wellies are perfect for that so note to self must order myself a new pair of wellies before I go out squelching again. So anyway, checking out the trees, squelching in the mud, spying the painted pebbles, many painted pebbles on my walk today, which was awesome, with rainbows on them for the NHS in support and little positive messages. And um, not only pebbles, but baubles hanging in the trees. And no, it's not Christmas, but clearly the kids in their homeschooling sessions have been getting creative and sharing that creativity as they've gone out on their daily walks which is great so if you've been making things painting pebbles and making rainbows and all of those things uh, do share them with your community go put some pebbles at the side of the roads and the corners of the crescents and 
on the little steps and walls along the way. It was awesome to be seen. So many beautiful little objects of art along the way. I marvelled at the meadows and babbled with the brook and uh, cannot forget the forget-me-nots. Oh, there were swathes, beautiful big patches of um, little uh, grape hyacinths and um, beautiful blue delicate perfect forget-me-nots so so beautiful brought back memories of my childhood for me and then there it was one of the most amazing fascinating and incredible little creatures on the planet you could have easily missed him and oddly he was on his own which is unusual but there he was almost trod on him no <laughs> that would have been a tragedy luckily he was quicker than my foot was and uh, and he escaped being squished and there he was a lone little ant yes an ant i want to talk about ants today i looked at him scurrying and wondered where was he coming from like he was just in the middle of the road where was he going to definitely crossing the road on a mission somewhere and then I smiled as I remembered being a kid uh, always fidgeting that was me always fidgeting could never keep still and my mum used to ask like do you have ants in your pants <laughs> you ever heard that as your mum or dad or your teacher ever said oh my god sit still it's like you've got ants in your pants Ugh. even the thought of that makes you want to fidget right <laughs> but they are marvellous creatures even though they can be pests Mm, like you and me really isn't it marvellous creatures even though sometimes we can be pests <laughs> well when I got home I thought I'd do some ant investigating and share with you some facts about these small but mighty creatures because sometimes as humans we feel a bit small and yet we are two very mighty creatures Write these down. Here's some good ant trivia facts for your next quiz. Small but mighty. Well, not so small, some of them, as they can range from anything from 2 millimetres to 25 millimetres. 25 millimetres! That's an inch! That's a really big ant! <laughs> wow, you wouldn't want those ants in your pants, would you? Ants an inch big. Oh dear. Oh, shake off that thought. <laughs> They have been on the planet for at least 50 million years. That's astounding, isn't it? There are actually ant fossils that have been found from all of those millions of years ago. And not only have they been around for at least 50 million years, they can also live from anything for from a few weeks to actually a few years. And they are really, really common, but they have some unique capabilities. Hey, just like us then, hey? Just like humans. Very common, but we have some unique capabilities. Common as in, there's lots of us, not that we're all common. And I didn't notice one on the common when I was walking today. Anyway, changing the subject. There you go, getting distracted. There are more than, did you know this, 120,000 known ant species in the world. Hmm, lots of different ant cultures. I wonder if they all have different languages like we do. Anyway, 
They're in the same family as wasps and bees, apparently. Hmm, never would have linked wasps and bees and ants in the same family. But when you think about it, like think of the shape of a wasp and think of the shape of an ant. Quite similar, really, aren't they? And actually, some ants do even have wings and fly, flying ants. I remember years ago, one of the pharmacies that I looked after, like literally every year we would have this annual invasion of flying ants into this particular store. Don't know why they liked that particular pharmacy or that particular area, but it would be just like for one or two days every year, these huge flying ants would just be everywhere and on everything. It was awful. They were, And they would like, <laughs> how rude, they would die in the shop and come and litter the floor with flying ant bodies. Causing <laughs> more work, sweeping the blooming things up. But they just like for two days and then all of a sudden they would disappear again as quickly as they'd appeared. Weird, the weirdest thing. And then you wouldn't see them again until next year. A whole year would go by. <laughs> Sounds like some, like, does that sound like some of your relatives? You don't see them for like months and months and months on end, but like once a year, maybe around Christmas time or something. They appear for a couple of days and then off they go disappear and you don't see them again for another 12 months. Funny that, isn't it? Anyway, ants like us are very social creatures. They live together in colonies. Yeah, it's almost like they have their own little villages and towns and cities. They're colonies. I wonder how far apart ants in a colony would need to be to be social distancing relative to their size. Hmm. <laughs> just trying to imagine that are you anyway ant colonies have a queen oh a bit like us in that regard then too we have a queen they have more than one queen sometimes though and their queens lay eggs so not quite the same as our queen and um but similar to our queen they do have a huge number of female worker ants who look after the the queen and um a bit like ladies in waiting and the maids and the nannies those little ants those female ants they look after the queen they build and look after the nest they forage for food and they take care of those cute little baby ants as well just like the nannies would now i did say that they can live from several weeks to several years um, apparently they are the longest living insects and there's one particular species whose name is almost impossible to pronounce, but let's give it a go. Well, after all, I am a pharmacist, and if I'm going to pronounce some of the names of medicines, you get phone calls and people go, um, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce this. Can I spell it to you? <laughs> so let's have a shot at this um, ant, particular ant name. The longest living ants are from the... Pogonomium exawihii. How did I do with that? Pogonomium exawihii tribe. Anyway, the queen of this particular tribe can live up to 30 years. 30 years! Can you imagine a 30 year old ant? I wonder if she gets wrinkles. Does she have grey body hairs? <laughs> oh, grey hairs on her antenna. Oh. 
I just have such a vivid imagination. I can't even describe the little ant that I'm seeing at 30 years old right now. That's astonishing, isn't it? I wonder how many ant years there are in a human year. You know, like they said, the seven dog years to one of our human years. I wonder how many years there is for an ant relative to a human year. I don't know. Maybe somebody knows. You can you can message me if you think you know. <laughs> we just have a prize for the best answer. Anyway, they say that the ant is one of the strongest creatures in the world. These little dudes carry up to between 10 and 50 times their own body weight. And as a collective, if they've got a really big object to move, they'll just get together in a gang and move it together. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? If we were that strong... That would mean that you and I could single-handedly lift a car above our heads. Now, I don't know if even the strongest man can lift a car above his head. I know he can pull it along. I know he's really strong and they do do amazing stuff. But can he lift a car above his head like my little ant mate can? Hmm. Well, not only are they incredibly strong for their size, they are apparently incredibly fast. Did you know that ants hold the world record for the fastest movement in the animal kingdom. Now, not by running. Now I've got a picture in my mind of ants sprinting with little training shoes on. Oh my gosh, TJ, your imagination is a little bit crazy today. But not by running, although they're pretty nifty at that. But the jaw ant, yes, there is such a thing as the jaw ant, very aptly named, can close its jaw at a speed of 140 miles per hour to catch its prey 140 miles an hour that is really fast literally you wouldn't see that bite coming would you <laughs> talking of bites there's an ant called the bullet ant which is said to have not the most painful bite but the most painful sting in the world the bullet ant lives in the amazon that's the jungle not the online shopping place its sting has been compared to being hit by a bullet Hmm, want to make sure we dodge those little beasts then, hey? And not only can ants sting, we said some of them bite at 140 miles per hour, nippy little critters, but there is a little red ant called a fire ant and they are all around the world, have a particular painful bite that leaves a burning sensation and hence the name fire ants. And that makes me think of the the, the, the phrase, liar, liar, pants on fire. Sorry. <laughs> Unconscious mind's on a little roll today. <laughs> Very unpleasant if you get bit by a fire ant. Now, did you know that ants don't have ears? I know. <laughs> they don't have ears. How weird is that? Some of them don't have any eyes either. Now, that's just me, no eyes and no ears. Both blind and deaf, that feels a little bit mean. They listen by feeling vibrations from the ground under their feet. How amazing is that? And the ants with no eyes, otherwise known as eyeless ants, such as the driver ant species. How can you be a driver ant when you can't see where you're going? That's a weird name for an ant with no eyes. Anyway, the driver ant species can communicate just by using their antennae. Plus, they can send chemical signals. We call them pheromones. They release them through their body and send messages to each other through chemicals. 
They send out warnings when there's dangers nearby. And they leave trails of pheromones that can lead the other ants to food sources and even use them to get a girlfriend or a boyfriend, which is the worker ants. The worker ants are girls, so they must be getting boyfriends. I don't know whichever way that works. What a sort of ant love potion. <laughs> oh, you just see it in a little jar. I'm sorry. Anyway, ants don't have lungs. Did you know that? Ants don't have lungs. So not only do they not have ears, some of them don't have eyes. They don't have lungs either. So how the heck do they breathe? Well, apparently they breathe because oxygen enters through tiny little holes all over the body and then carbon monoxide leaves back out through the same holes. Mind blowing. How mind blowing is that? Takes your breath away, right? <laughs> and when ants fight, it's usually to the death. So that would take their breath away. According to the National Geographic, the largest ant's nest ever found was, get this, over 3,700 miles long. 3,700 miles long. Blimey. That must have been a lot of ants. I'll tell you how many in a minute. It was find it found in the year 2000 in Argentina, although they found many big ant nests like that in many other places around the world. But this one's a world record. It was home to 33 different ant populations, had millions of nests and billions of worker ants. And ants can be found on every single continent on this planet, except one. <laughs> this made me laugh. Apparently, ants can be found on every single continent on this planet, except the Antarctica. <laughs> How funny is this? There are no ants in Antarctica. I thought that was hilarious. Anyway, weirdly, this is another fact that I found on my little bit of research out there. Ants can become zombies. <laughs> Stay with me here. I am not making this up. Ants, like us, can get infected with unwanted germs. <laughs> Funnily enough, in this case, though, not a virus, but a fungus. It infects the ant, takes control of its body, and then the fungus, like, literally gets under its skin, causes the ant to um, leave its colony, leave its family. It goes off, controlled by the fungus, finds a leaf, bites into it with a death grip, and, well dies. <laughs> a few days later, the fungus releases its spores from the infected ant and infects more ants. Very cool and clever though. Some ant species have learned to recognise the infected ants and boot them out of their colony. Literally, they don't boot them out, they pick them up and they carry them off as far away as possible from the colony to protect the other ants. Ultimate social distancing. <laughs> Protecting one another. I like it. I wonder if they have little face masks. Do they wear gloves? Mm, the mind boggles. And finally, did you know that together all the ants in the world would weigh as much as all the people in the world? No, that takes a lot of ants. I wonder how many ants it would take to weigh as much as me. That also would be <laughs> a lot of ants. Makes you think, doesn't it? Ants, a bit like us, small but mighty, here with a purpose, all with a job to do. Strong, resilient, sociable and unstoppable. I like that thought. 
You have been listening to me, TJ Dow, on this, the Spark to Your Success Ant podcast. Until next time, don't get ants in your pants, but do stay amazing. Bye for now.